things you own end up owning you. What's going on, cutie pies? Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Matt Blackburn. Matt is a health and longevity researcher, the founder of Mito Life, and hosts his own podcast, Mito Life Radio. We talk about how Matt got into health and wellness, his perspective on vitamin D, and how you can upgrade your water game, his diet. We talk about relationships and a whole bunch of other stuff. Matt is really knowledgeable in the health and wellness sphere, and he's been in it for many years, and he was a pleasure to talk to, and we had a lot of fun, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I was going to ask you, man. So first of all, thank you for coming on and doing this. I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I got some of these MitoLife, um, you know, Poofa Protect, vitamin E. I got them a long time ago from you, a long time ago. And I got the MFG on the bottom. It says 8-2019. What do you think? Am I still good to go? Can I still take them? Or what do you think? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the cool thing about capsules, I, I'm kind of anti-liposomal drops. Mm-hmm. Um because I know those are like trending right now, like Quicksilver and other ones. Yeah, and every and the company pretty much you get liposomal stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's BS. It's a waste of money. And the capsules I like because they preserve, uh, they prevent oxygen from getting to the product. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if there's any oxidation from the sunflower oil in that old formula, uh-huh. I believe there's plenty of vitamin E to take care of it. So oh, if so it was me, I'd still take it. So you change it since then, then, huh? So the, the formula has changed a little bit, huh? Yeah, because people are like, why do you have poofas in your poofa protect? And I just got tired of that. So I made it uh, – <laughs> I pretty much copied the thorn so that their uh-huh. uh, vitamin E, which is just MCT oil uh-huh. with mixed decopherols. Okay. Um, and that's and I'm always much... open to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what you have much... now is you have the MCT and the mixed decopherols ones. Okay. Yeah, is the there... one you're holding, I think, is alpha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are other ones that are not mixed decopherol, right? Like some of the crappier vitamin E products. Like what's what's the difference? You know what I mean? I, it's my understanding that the um, the alpha with the gamma, and I have the studies on my on my website, inhibit lipid peroxidation stronger than just alpha. I think if you're going to do it, you know, if you only have alpha, that's fine. But mm-hmm. if you can do alpha and gamma to copper all together, um, mm-hmm. they have like a synergistic effect mm-hmm. um, of, of protecting. And I've done. I, I'm kind of an intuitarian, like that's what I've been just the last decade where <laughs> mm-hmm. like I try all sorts of different brands in different situations and see what works. And I've done just the alpha uh-huh. for like a year or two and I switched to mixed mm-hmm. and I definitely feel it if I go out to eat, like my favorite burger joint here, they cook the, uh, the fries and peanut oil mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, ac- <laughs> I'm, ac- <laughs> I'm yeah. acne prone and like, Back in the day, like one meal of those fries, I would have a pimple on my face in like a couple of days or a week. Yeah, totally. um, I never get zits anymore, and I, I attribute that to the mixed decopherols. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, I mean, I'm, I've, I've had you know, I've noticed a difference too. Just taking them, I just, I don't know for whatever reason, I just took about half of it, and I don't know. I think I just forgot about it for a minute there, because <laughs> you know, I haven't been eating out that much. Like LA has been mostly closed for the whole year, so like. I just had no reason whatsoever to like, you know, eat out or order burgers or whatever. But yeah, if I did, you know, back then I would. So it's awesome, man. So, um, you know, there's like a lot of, you have a lot of content out. You have a lot of interviews of people out, but there's not much stuff of you, you know? So I kind of like want to get to know you. Like, uh, were you always, you know, growing up, did you always have, 
did you have a moment where you were like, I think I'm going to get into, you know, health and wellness kind of era, I mean, uh, you know, realm and go into that? Or were you, did you have some other things in mind when you were growing up or what, what were you looking at? <laughs> yeah, it was mostly uh animal trainer. I wanted to be like a zookeeper wow. um, or an astronaut, but I was leaning towards like a zookeeper, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a marine biologist. <laughs> and it makes sense because I love animals and they're related to health, right? Now I'm getting into like hunting and um, I still love animals, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, I always reference my Aikido class in high school. So it was like my freshman year of high school. Mm. I took a Aikido for a year and my, my sensei was just like a trippy, like atheist stoner. And oh, he recommended <laughs> always, <laughs> right, like, it's always the Aikido yeah. guys that are like that. It's so true though. Or like the Tai Chi Kung Fu guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like a huge Star Wars fan, and he recommended a Zeitgeist to me, and I watched that. I think in 2006, mm -hmm. and then that like spiraled me for like four years, and I was just on this YouTube just true searching thing, mm. and uh, and then it took me like four years to, you know, I was diving into like the Federal Reserve and the fiat currency, and sure, like, sure, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is like back in the days when YouTube was like actually something really interesting, I think, right? Where it's not just like now it's just what I found lately, dude, it's just people that have these massive channels that um, co copy other people's videos and paste them to their vi own video, and they just talk about other people's videos. Like, it's like 90% of YouTube nowadays. It's, I don't know. It's just really, I'm so like drawn away from it nowadays. I don't know, man. It kind of sucks. I miss the good old days of Zeitgeist and all those like NASA documentaries and shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I think BitChute, BitChute has some good stuff on it now. I usually go to that. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I've been, garbage, but... Yeah, I've been popping yeah. up on there. And so what? And so you just kind of maybe saw some videos and started getting into the health realm? Yeah, so I, I found uh, juicing and I found raw veganism like a lot of us do, uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I switched basically from, uh, uh, you know, processed food, vegetarian to about 80% raw vegan overnight. Wow. So I was like an unhealthy vegetarian and I made the huge leap to raw vegan and I was hundred percent raw vegan for like three months, but, um, it was, you know, I was still eating pasta and, mm -hmm. and, and, and cooked food here and there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And then it was like three or four years of that, that I, I just wasn't feeling as strong. And I was just kind of like, wow, I kind of lost my masculinity mm. <laughs> and I just didn't feel in tune with that. And so I just had the intuition to buy some ground bison, made a bison burger at home, bit into it, my brain lit up. And then from there, I was just implementing, you know, pastured eggs because I didn't know there was such thing as healthy animal products. Like a lot of vegans don't know. Right. So I was sourcing small farms and, uh, yeah, basically, uh, just went back and forth to vegetarian and meat eating probably about five times because I just was trying so hard to not eat animals because mm. <laughs> it was like a spiritual thing. And I, I yeah, think so I was going to ask you, was it a spiritual thing or was it a, this is, you know, like dead animals sitting in your body, toxic waste thing, or what was it for you? It was mostly spiritual, yeah, because I, mm. I was aware of Weston A. Price, and I looked into all the research, and, you know, cholesterol not causing heart disease, and saturated fat being protective, mm -hmm. and it all made sense, and I was always just like, well, I still think there's a better way, like energetically or whatever, mm. like as biophotonic electromagnetic beings or whatever, Sure. and uh, yeah, I tried every variation I mean, you name it. I did high fat, low fat, 
you know, I did uh, 80, 10, 10. Uh, oh, that did, fucking like, guy. He lives up here in Malibu. What's his name? <laughs> Remind me of his name, Matt. Um, um, Dr. Something, uh, right? Douglas Doug Graham. Yeah, you Graham. got it. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met him actually one time too. You know, I didn't like introduce myself, but I just met him. And uh, yeah, interesting fella. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to a lot of conferences. So in that time span, I was telling you, I was going to like the Raw Living Expo, which mm. that used to be big. And I, I met characters like Lou Corona. And it was actually Dan McDonald that I still think he's good at heart, but he's yeah. uh, he's Hawaii. And he was the one that basically is responsible for starting me on the health journey. And, you know, he talks a lot about gratitude and love and just like just the emotional aspect of health, which I really resonated with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's so you basically you, you must have gone to like uh, some raw um, fruit uh, festivals or whatever. Yeah. Or, or no. Did you go to any of those? I never got the chance. I've I, always actually wanted to go and it just yeah. would never work out with my schedule because, you know, like around here, there's a lot of those in the in the last, you know, 10 years. There was a bunch of them. The best ones were in Hawaii, right? In like Costa Rica, I think. Did you go to any of those? I wanted to. The Woodstock Fruit Festival was the big one. Oh, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. That's uh, Michael, the fruitarian guy, right? Michael something. Yeah, he drives like a Lambo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, exactly. He was the most interesting to me, right? I remember watching his videos and it's like, wake up, 6 a.m., I'm going to not eat anything. And then he, he fucking runs to work. He, at that time, he was living in like upstate New York somewhere, right? And then he later moved on to Hawaii. But at that time, he was living in upstate New York, and he would run to New York City like fucking 12 miles, work all day, have like a big fruit meal, and then run back. And he would do that five days a week. And I mean, he was like literally a stick. I mean, people sometimes say that, you know, that people are – but he was literally so skinny – to the point where I was like, how the fuck is this guy alive? I mean, it's unbelievable to me that he lived, honestly. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it because, you know, if sure he was like shredded, but he was not, you know, it's kind of like that thing, like, um, you know, a six pack on, on a skinny guy is kind of like uh, big tits on a fat girl. It doesn't really count. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, I, podcast, I just couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have fruitarian friends still. I, I'd say one, I only know of one that's, quote unquote successful uh-huh. and he can he he can debate uh people that believe in evolution he's a creationist uh-huh. and he's really intelligent and he's 100 percent fruitarian i think he incorporates like coconuts though so he gets some saturated fat yeah but uh he's a former mma fighter raw matt i've i've wrestled him it's pretty strong <laughs> it's pretty, wow. yeah pretty I mean, it's not to say like you can't do it i'm sure you can do it i mean but this guy was just the fraternian. He was like the OG. I think he had that name, right? Like the fraternian. I, I remember watching some of his videos and just kind of being shocked. You know, I honestly back then I didn't really believe him. I was like, "There's no way he's just eating fruit." I mean, no way. You know. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny now what I know in the, you know from learning from Ray Pete and just this community that how important animal protein is or like liver function and just total body you know thyroid hormone conversion, just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you see like the extremes, right? The carnivore on one side and the raw vegans on the other. Totally. It's like they're both missing a really important piece. And that's that's really been my journey the last decade of just always coming back into balance because you might have yeah. seen me done some of the biohacking stuff. And I've always been interested in extreme longevity because I've heard of, you know, the 256-year-old guy and mm-hmm. uh, these people in China that have lived mm-hmm. beyond what we imagine is possible. Yeah, And I just... I think we have the capability now, but it's been a spiritual journey for me now, realizing that um, 
there's a huge community aspect like um <laughs> like it's not like physical health is such a small aspect of it it's like if you want to live a long healthy life the most important thing to me at this point is like keeping your stress low mm-hmm. or being able to rebound from stressful events um yeah and yeah man yeah like Kyle Munis and I talked about this too a little bit. We didn't quite go so deep into it, but yeah, it's like you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have the best diet and like be so stressed out out of your mind and be healthy. Like you just won't. It's really hard. Maybe it'll help you mitigate some of that stress, but yeah, man. I mean, there's something to it, right? Where you see like homeless dudes that are like eating one or two meals a day, but they're just chilling all day and they look pretty fucking good. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> so there's, I mean, I think it's, I, I totally agree with you, man. I think it's such a huge aspect and nobody really talks about it. And do you think it's because like, do you think it's because you can't really sell that? Do you know what I mean? Like I can't sell you a community kind of, right. I mean, I guess I can, I can start a festival or something like that, but you know what I mean? Is that kind of why you think people don't talk about it so much? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's something I was meditating on before we started talking is the whole um, selling aspect of when you get into health. And it's it's unfortunate because you have people preying on other people, you know, either selling products or their detox program or yeah. whatever it is. And <laughs> and I think, so. you know, it's not like money isn't inherently evil. I used to believe that. And that's when I was the most broke I've ever been in my life. I think it's a tool. right? <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I get it. <laughs> Totally. But yeah, it's it, it, the free stuff is really where it's at. Like I've actually been obsessed the last week. Once again, it's been full circle circle with earthing or mm-hmm. grounding. I don't know if you've ever looked at like Clint Ober's work yeah. and, and that being the barefoot thing. That's, Definitely. Starting to think that's really overlooked <laughs> again. Oh, I'm with you on that. But you know what? There's some companies out there that are selling now these little um, I don't know, rods or whatever you want to call them that go inside your shoes. Have you seen those? Yeah. And they, they, so they attach to the outside of your shoe and they touch the ground. And so you're kind of getting your grounding all day through that. I mean, I don't know if it works, but I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. I think, you know, like why not? Right. I mean, cause it's so true. I mean, how many people just don't touch anything like that's from the fucking earth throughout the day, you know? And it's funny, I was living out here the, the other day um, at a park, you know, in Los Angeles. And yeah, I live in like in a kind of a city, you know, but I'm towards the beach area. So I don't, I don't really go to the city, city part. But anyway, I'm at the park and like, I, I put some rings up, you know, some gymnastics rings to do some pull-ups and dips on them. And yeah, one of the rangers is like, don't touch the trees. You can't do that, sir. Take that out. I mean, that's the world we're living in though, right? Like it's a fucking park. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what it's made for. It's not like I'm tearing the, the tree down right it's not like i'm chopping it down you know it's but how many people just don't go outside and don't touch anything right besides their car i mean steering wheel computer right yeah that's part of the reason why i moved up here to north idaho because it kind of for like i have no excuse to not go outside because it's just beautiful there's backwoods behind my house and totally. granted there's grizzlies and you know, mountains have to always be strapped, but, but <laughs> shit, man, I can't imagine. <laughs> have you had any like attacks or anything like that? Not you personally, but I mean, have you heard of any sightings attacks recently or anything like that? I, I have heard. I was I was uh, tracking a spring because uh, there's there's uh, seasonal springs up here, which is really fun because uh, I'm like a water water fanatic and I just really fascinated by water in general and. Mm. Um, yeah, certain times of the summer, there's actually springs that are flowing down off the off like the walking path. Mm. And uh, last year, I walked up. We, we, me and my girlfriend were following the the spring up to try to find the head. 
And we got about halfway up, and then we heard like a deep like growl. And we were like, okay, oh, shit. I forgot my gun. We better turn back. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's funny you say that. I just literally the other day shared a video on Instagram of this Russian guy in the middle of a street, full blast running away, and there's a bear coming right behind him. And then the bear, the guy crosses the street, and the bear gets hit by the bus, and then it disappears. So it must have just got hit and runs off. But um, yeah, man, in wow. in deep places like in Russia and Siberia, very common, dude. There's I don't know how many deaths, but there's there's a few deaths a year at least from bears. So um, it's a legit thing. People don't know. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite uh, documentaries is Grizzly Man. I really love that. Oh, one. it's the best, dude! <laughs> it's the best. The most, what do you call it? Like the most ex, the, the best accidental comedy <laughs> documentary ever, <laughs> right? Rest in peace. No offense, but I love that guy. Yeah, man. Have you seen, yeah. um, have you seen Werner Herzog's other documentary about Russia, uh, Siberia? Uh, no, I, what's it called? It's called Happy People. You should check it out, man. It's about, okay. you know, guys just live in the, uh, in the woods and all they do is just hunt and track. Uh, for months at a time because it's so hard to get in and out you know so they're just living out there and they have every the only things that i have that are like kind of modern thing is like you know they have like a chainsaw and a snowmobile and everything else food it's all brought in they leave it there and then you know like crops or whatever and then they just hunt meat and they save the fur and it's pretty cool but it's it's pretty cool to see like a different you know like how little they need to just kind of feel happy and all right Right. it's a good little documentary yeah yeah yeah, that's that's kind of been my life because i i slept on magnets for like the last maybe four or five years like the static like a 20 gauss magnetic pad and it was a little better than the nike and better designed mm-hmm. but i think it tired me out i think i overdid it uh to your point of simplicity mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been mm-hmm. kind of my uh my theme this this year so far and i i rolled it up it's like a 200 pounds and i i put it in another room and i've been grounding and i feel so much better Mm-hmm. I've seen my heart rate variability track up. I'm sleeping deeper. So yeah, sometimes sim- simpler is better. I mean, I think there's a place for complexity, but we should always... And exploration. Uh, yeah, man, I'm all right, for it. Right. So how do you do grounding? I mean, are you... The, so you're using a lot of the blankets or you're saying you're just literally going outside or doing both? What's your what's your uh, deal? Yeah, it's my understanding that when we sleep, it's the most important time to do it uh, just because we're, you know laying there regenerating. We have the astrocyte cells making um, frequencies that are going down to different tissues, resonating them to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's an electrical process that requires energy and the earth offers energy in the form of you know, negatively charged electrons. Mm-hmm. And they move from an area of high concentration like the earth to an area of low concentration. And, and it gets electrons from the sun, but also from lightning strikes. And uh, what I did is I just, and I've been doing this for like a decade, <laughs> just put a rod uh, into the earth, um, just hammer it in to the dirt. Hmm. And ideally it's moist or you keep it moist uh, like once a week. If it's really dry, it's good to just with a water pitcher, just go out and pour it over. Hmm. And I just put it through my window and yeah, it's just silver, uh, wow. silver embedded grid. Yeah, and uh, I even awesome. take it a step further with lodestones. It's just like a earth magnet. Uh, what do you ma- do? So you just put them around there or what do you do? Put them on the silver grid and you can actually take like a voltmeter and mm-hmm. measure the voltage, uh, when you're, when, a just by touching, like touching the silver grid on the sheet, 
mm -hmm. then putting a lodestone rock, let's say like a 15, 10, 15 pound lodestone rock on mm -hmm. the silver anywhere on the sheet, and you measure your volts, and it'll actually increase five to 10 times. And the cool thing is we know it's safe because it's just natural magnetism. We're not using a device. <laughs> right, right. I was going to say, yeah, and there's nothing, you know, there's because it's from, from the ground basically, right, so, which people don't know has natural, yeah, volts and all that stuff. Oh, fuck, that's yeah. interesting, man. I, I wish I could do that out here, but not not <laughs> living in an apartment. I can't just fucking put a stick down in the ground. I did it. I recommend it. It was my first apartment in uh, Pacific Beach, Southern California. I was wow. on the second story, and I threw it out the window. I had to knock on the guy's door. It was like a tweaker guy. And he let me walk through his house <laughs> to his backyard. <laughs> and I hammered it in the dirt. <laughs> wow. That's fucking interesting, man. So you, so you spent some time down in South Calif uh, Southern California then, huh? I was there about 30 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, worked a lot of jobs. I was doing a lot of Whole Foods, Costco demos. Did okay. uh, coconut water, did different jerkies. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, I was always kind of in the health scene, but kind of a like, uh, you know, a little worker bee. Like I wasn't like an influencer or whatever that means. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad it wasn't because I was still of the raw vegan mindset, you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, eating dead flesh and all that. I'm glad I took time before I, yeah. you know, That's I took great. a good five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. So many people just jump right in. Right. And they're just like fucking, they got the perfect Instagram going, lots of followers. And then maybe a few years later, well, hopefully a few years later, you know, they changed their mind, you know, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's good, right, to be open to change your mind. I mean, you know, it, 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 there's a balance, like you said, right? It's not like you don't want to be the guy that's changing their mind every two days, <laughs> and you got to have some sort of opinion. But it's good to be open. I think it's I think it's really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely done it with uh, spiritual beliefs and with uh, nutrition and my idea on detoxification in general. Uh, my ideas of of longevity, like the like Ray Pete and Adam Bergstrom really helped me look at longevity a different way. Um, just knowing what lipo lipofuscin does to the lysosomes of the cell and what it does to autophagy. Mm -hmm. that, not to say you can't do autophagy, but it's really impaired if you have this, you know, iron glycated mess of iron, estrogen, and, and PUFA breakdown products stored in the garbage recycling center. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the major ones of the cell, you know, the proteasomes, the other one. So, yeah, it's um, there. There's always stuff to learn, but I feel like I've connected enough dots, especially the last two yeah. to three years, where it's really starting to make sense. And now I have more of a foundation to work from. Yeah, it's good to have kind of a well-rounded approach, right? So you you were saying um, you started eating meat and incorporating that, but kind of on and off, like we all, which I've done also too, where I was like vegetarian, then I was kind of like, I don't know, and then back and forth, um, kind of, uh, and then, so how did you get into Ray Pete's work? Was it uh, like an article that you read or you heard about him through somebody else or what? It was a nervous breakdown. So I actually wow. did a... <laughs> I love it. Let's hear it. <laughs> So there's a character uh, that I learned about through, you might've heard of Marcus Rothkranz. It sounds like you know a lot of characters. Not this one though. No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me about he's him. Like a, uh -huh. He's a prominent raw vegan. He used to be like a Hollywood special effects guy. Uh -huh. uh, and he has a pretty huge YouTube channel, but he's all about alkaline diet. Mm. You know, he's never changed. He's very against cooked food. And uh, he interviewed a guy on his show uh named noon amen ra like an egyptian name <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like this 
big bulky African-American dude. And, uh, I just watched that interview. It was like a 30 minute interview, like probably 10 times. And it sounded really intelligent. And it was basically like this cult kind of personality that created this, uh, program Mm -hmm. of living this lifestyle that in a nutshell, if I had to summarize it essentially is one hour eating window a day forever indefinitely. So 23 (laughs) hours. <laughs> I would click stop at that point. <laughs> and not because like I have the science or whatever to back it up. I just know myself, bro. Like I love eating. I'm a I'm a fatty at heart, you know? So it would be so hard for me to do that. <laughs> so anyway, so he was saying to eat one hour a one hour window a day, right? Yeah, and if I remember correctly, there are like four basic components. So that's one. Then the second one is like a vegan diet which is mainly soy and bean based. And I did all this. Oh man. Then- <laughs> oh man. You went fucking full force. Talk about going full in, right? Oh man. <laughs> and then the third one, get this, is heavy weightlifting, like deadlifts. Like I was doing, I don't Jesus know, four God. times my body weight. I mean, it was heavy, like pretty much every day. I wasn't taking a day off of weightlifting. Smart. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the That's fourth really one good. is like, Wow. <laughs> and there was like meditation every day. I think like oh, yeah, I did wow. like ten minutes twice a day. You know, just to so like from try being to stay so sane. fucking stressed out, yeah, and like <laughs> losing your mind, you get one hour of meditation to just like just stay close to that border of like walking in and just shooting everybody up, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I never got violent, but it was. Yeah, that was the wildest experiment I've ever done, and. There was obviously spirituality mixed in because there was like this ascension vibe that I used to have, you know, trying to gain powers or which have had weird supernatural stuff happen growing up. Like I had a pretty weird childhood, Mm -hmm. but it it, I guess it was just coming from the wrong place. Like I was trying to become a superhero to save the world or something weird. It was like a complex Sure. And <laughs> no, but I mean, people, we all go through that. I think, I think if you're, you're full of shit, if you've never had anything, any weird thoughts like that, you know, <laughs> right. but you know, we're all evolving at a different level. So a different pace, I guess. So, um, yeah. Right. So how long did you do that uh, diet or that pro- whatever program for? So I dabbled for, I'd say about a year, but I did it strict for six months. So I think for leading up to it, I had like a three hour eating window. And then, you know, three is good, two is better. And so I kept narrowing it down <laughs> until I got to that one. Of course. It's always <laughs> like that, set, right? <laughs> and I would even set a timer on my phone. And, oh, uh, yeah, it was interesting because I was supplementing my own product at the time. So this is where it's just – it's weird now knowing Ray Pete because I was living the opposite of what he recommends and talks about mm-hmm. while I was megadosing my own omega-3 algae oil product Uh and i was there were some days where i took 30 grams i just took it like a shot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been there and done that but not with algae i've done that with actual fish oil there's a very famous uh strength coach called charles poliquin and he would recommend 30 to 60 grams of uh, fish oil a day and i've done that (laughs) and i had the worst burps and shits of my life (laughs) so i mean you know whatever you want to say about the science i don't care just it makes you feel awful Do you know what age he died at, Charles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just died like a couple years ago. Yeah, man. I met him. So, you know, I've worked under him. I mean, he has a lot of good stuff, but yeah, you know, it, nobody's perfect, of course, you know, but um, yeah, I think he was 54, 57. So there yeah. you go. 
Yeah. Young. That's <laughs> Yeah, brother. I know. It was a, it, it was I was already kind of out of that loop for a while, but um when he died, it was like another kind of, you know, like a, another light bulb was like, yeah, you know, sorry guy, you know, my my respect to you, but a lot of weird stuff. And then I found out there's another bodybuilder that worked with him. His name is John Meadows. Mm. And uh, he doesn't recommend crazy stuff like that. But, you know, he, he has a pretty prominent um, YouTube uh, channel and influencer. He's very well known. He's like an OG bodybuilder. Anyway, and then he had a heart attack. And I was like, okay, you know, you got to like, you, you got to be careful of who you listen to, you know. And it's, and it's not yeah. to say that somebody that may have the correct answers can't, you know, recommend you something bad. But... Mm-hmm. You got to be always aware, like you said. You got to have that balance of like, sure, sure, but I'm open to like another interpretation or maybe another view of that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, that's why I don't feel bad too much because I was promoting it for two years and I was taking it myself. But I think it's more of like a decades of accumulation. You know, you're not going to get a heart attack, obviously, if you take fish oil for a year. But let's say ten years, fifteen, twenty, it builds mm-hmm. up in the system and. Um, yeah, the reason why I got into omega-3, uh, docosahexaenoic acid, DHA, the main one that people are obsessed with, is because of uh, Dr. Jack Cruz, the neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty heavy on his program for a good amount of time. And I was uh, I was living in an RV in my friend's backyard, and mm-hmm. I set up like a, a stock tank with cold water, and I grounded it, and I did noonday sun naked. And I would pre-dose with DHA because I was trying to absorb <laughs> more photons or whatever. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was, you know, because his whole thing is, oh, it's good for the retina and it, it synergizes with sunlight mm-hmm. and it's good for the skin and it synergizes with sunlight. And you basically can absorb more light the more DHA you have is the basic premise. And because we store it, more is better. And that was my belief system for several years. As always, right? More is better. Three hours, so one hour must be better, right? Yeah, man. Never go full retard, right, as they say. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, what's weird is I feel like the cold baths in the noonday sun, like obviously sunlight is good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was a video game kid growing up. I, I We played in the chlorinated pool in the backyard. And, you know, I played badminton in the grass and stuff. But... I'd say maybe two thirds of my childhood is playing video games inside, um, especially in my teen years. It was just full inside pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably for a good decade, I was light deficient. So I did get benefits just from prioritizing, you know, nude exposure. But that's another thing right now that, you know, people are, have you seen sunning their anus and that whole thing? Starts- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a certified health nut. Let me pull my asshole out. God, what is it? <laughs> Oh man, uh, you bring up so many great points. <laughs> God, again, right? Sun is good, so if I can get sun into my asshole, it must be better because it's going deeper in, right? What is Sunlight. it with us? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah. I went, I went pretty heavy on the enemas too. I think I did a coffee on every day for like six months at one point, and. Oh I my went, god. I never did the liver flush. I never did there's certain cleanses I never did, mm-hmm. but I did the turpentine thing. I made a viral video on that. It's still up on yeah. YouTube. 
Oh man, we have this obsession with like you know that the, the detox thing of like if something is going out and it's horrible, it's like it must be that you're cleaning out good stuff. Like it couldn't be that just you're feeling horrible because you're just fucking dumping all kinds of nonsense into your body and you're just shitting it back out and that's why you're feeling horrible. It can't be that. It has to be that you're cleaning out your body because I've also done it where um you eat like buckwheat. It's sort of a Russian style cleanse. Every Russian would know it. It's like you eat buckwheat for, you know, you can go as long as you want, but you know, a week or so. And then you take a big giant glass of uh, um, uh, olive oil, you know, and then lemon juice. And you just shit like, uh, like zombie atomic nuclear waste shit, you know, and it's just awful. But um, yeah, l- let me tell you, I don't think I, I noticed a difference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've interviewed uh, Adam Burks from my show multiple times and asked him about coffee enemas. Because I think if you're going to do an enema, it's best to use coffee. But he was saying oral works the same way. And it, it makes sense, right? I mean, either sure. way you put it in, it's still going to I mean, have a- as soon as coffee touches my lips, I'm, I'm running straight to the bathroom. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see the point of doing the enema. But you've done it Ben Greenfield style, huh? Where you lay on your, uh, on your what is it, your right side so you can get the liver kind of flushed in. Yeah, you've done it like that? I, I just always did back, but I, I did crazy because I, I'm still friends with Robert Kassar. He's, he was a character. Do you know him? Oh, definitely, man. Okay. That guy was super vegan and then he went super, uh, eating raw organ meats. Right. But I respect him for that because he kind of changed his mind and he's okay with talking about it, which a lot of people are not these days. Right. Yeah. I would, I would say his program, I delved the deepest into mm-hmm. and I would say it was a little more intelligently designed, uh, but I was doing like activated charcoal, like this is the enema, activated charcoal, MSM, mm-hmm. baking soda. Wow. I think, I think sole salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bomb <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So you've yeah. done that. Yeah. He was, uh, he got very big with, um, is it through the Rob Ross? Remember the Rob Ross? Those guys? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was all fucking shredded. He just had this super, he's just very good genetics, you know, and he looks really fucking shredded and ripped. So you listen to him, it's like eat only lettuce and whatever the hell else they were eating. It's just like, yeah, okay, I'll do that if I, if I look like that. But uh, he changes tears. Mm-hmm. blue green algae have you have you seen that elixir the blue green algae yeah oh my god man yeah that was that was my lunch every day for years oh my it was god. just that and chia seeds oh <laughs> i think every vegan should watch this there's a swedish movie called anyara it's about um it's you know it's like a typical like futuristic movie like everything is horrible on earth and we're all gonna die so we start living on mars and we have these cruise ships that ship us out to mars okay Inside the cruise ship, it's basically like uh, like 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 a like a mall. You have like you know they they figured out how to do gravity, so you have like food courts and you're just hanging out. And it takes about three weeks. Well, anyway, on this particular cruise, shit goes wrong, and they have to dump the fuel, and they don't know how long they're going to be on this ship. And eventually, they start eating this algae because that's the only thing that they have there to eat. So I was—I thought of every vegan. I was like, "Well, there's your fucking, you know, there's your heaven, you know." They're all just eating this algae that they grow because it's the only thing you can regrow on this ship, you know. And it's just crazy. Well, it's called An- Anyara. I love futuristic An- Anyara. Yeah, you dig it. It's in Swedish okay. though, but it's pretty good for a okay. Swedish movie. It's—it's it's very bleak, but it's you know, it's pretty cool. Anyara. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the I'll, name. I'll... I'll check it out. Any space movie I enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's the best one I've seen. And, you know, it's been, it's hard. It, those are hard, you know. But the one thing that's in common, it's always 
always bad on earth, right? <laughs> that's one thing. Like, I don't know if that's the message that they're trying to get us out uh, to us on purpose or what, you know, like conspiracy theory, whatever, quote unquote. Yeah. But it is funny, right? There's no like, do you know any futuristic space movie where it's like, the earth is great. Everybody's like, we figured out the problem with pollution. We know how to take care of the plastic. It's always like, it's awful. And we got to go somewhere else. And we got to do this awful, oh. some other awful thing to get to this awful other place. It's just crazy. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm not aware of, of any. Um, yeah, there, there was a great YouTube documentary uh, called The Pleading Connection. Um, that you people have probably heard of the Pleiadians, but it's it's a story of a guy in Switzerland that hmm. uh, had one arm, and I guess he had continuous contact um, with extraterrestrials. Where he literally took photos. Supposedly they took him back and forward in time, oh. and took him to all these different planets. And he had like like physical evidence. Uh, oh, pretty interesting. Yeah, the Stan, uh, what's his name? Stan Meyer, I think. I think it's called Stanley Meyer's story. Yeah. But the name of the documentary is The, the Pleiadian, you're saying? The Pleiadian Connection. Pleiadian Connection. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's a, a channel's like Earth We Are One, but I like weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you into our, um, what's the guy that was on Rogan's podcast a lot, or not a lot, or at least once, or, uh, you know, they have a documentary on him uh, on Netflix. The um the uh, the guy that scientist that worked at Area 51 and then came out. Oh, Bob started, Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> are you into that guy? <laughs> yeah i watched the newer documentary and it was kind of boring i think the last like 10 minutes he like showed he was like drawing the ship yeah the one with mickey rourke is like narrating it they try to make it so fucking dramatic right which that guy mickey rourke he works out at gold's gym he's a character <laughs> he's a character let me tell you this guy he uh he'll wear these like pink women's leggings i'm not kidding okay and then he'll wear like a like a, a punk um punk band like belt you know those ones with like little pointy thing shiny things on it and then it'll be like this chains all over and it would just be the randomest combination of stuff and he's just working out and he's got all this plastic surgery interesting fella <laughs> yeah he has an interesting face <laughs> to say the least <laughs> oh man so yeah. you're doing this uh crazy ass diet which which uh, and then what happened man you had a moment yeah, so I actually um, had just moved into a less stressful living situation. I was in like a bad roommate situation and moved on my own. And it was just kind of shifting things, shifting my beliefs. Just a lot of things were changing. And um, yeah, I just felt that my nervous system was compromised and uh, just very depleted. And I started just binging Ray Pete's articles on his website and I was reading about, you know, even white sugar, sucrose being beneficial. And it was such mm -hmm. a 180 of everything I'd heard, you know, for the whole past 10 years. And so I started adding white sugar to my milk and just starting with that. And then I started taking niacinamide and vitamin E because I heard that that helps uh, kind of increase glucose uptake and especially recover from the keto thing. Mm -hmm. You did that for a while. And I feel like they both did help um, with the milk and sugar. And then it took probably maybe about six months or so for me to incorporate meat again. Mm -hmm. And I started eating ground beef. Uh, and I was vegetarian for like two years prior to that. Mm -hmm. And I just started to recover and feel stronger and better. And my 
like my libido is coming back, which I lost that for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. my me- my memory was better. Just, you know, the three H's, happy, horn- horny, hungry. <laughs> like I, wasn't, I wasn't hungry. Waking Always up. a good sign. Yeah, man. But I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, my lowest point was also like, I, I, uh, I realized that I was like, I'm not really interested in girls. And like, that's weird. You know what I mean? And I was like, and, uh, yeah. And then I, one time I just had some, uh, I think I went to like a Jewish deli of all places and had like a big steak, you know, like a kosher steak. And I woke up, you know, pitch tent. And I was like, okay, like this makes sense, you know? And it really did make sense. This is before, like, even before I went, you know, I don't know, searching about this on YouTube or whatever. It was just, it was just so intuitive. Like you say, I had the same experience. It just kind of made sense in my head. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I've heard that having a libido is a sign of a healthy reproductive system. And if you just think about that logically, that makes sense. Like if you're not, if you don't have a sex drive, then you're probably not fit to have a healthy child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So you didn't, so you didn't really quite go that down. It wasn't like a huge, huge disastrous breakdown that you had. Yeah. Or, (laughs) or what? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I definitely felt the most mentally and emotionally unstable I've ever felt in my life. Cause I've always been a relatively peaceful, um, st- stable guy. You know, my parents still together and yeah, I wasn't beaten or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was just an eye opener to, to realize the connection between, um, fueling the system with food, but especially carbohydrate and animal protein mm-hmm. and the effect that that has on one's uh, emotional stability. Um, and, and like, like I, I, I tune in now, like this morning, I was getting ready for the interview, you know, I had my breakfast and then I milked mm-hmm. my goats and then uh, <laughs> played with my neighbor's dog. And then I was kind of feeling a little depleted. I'm like, I better eat for this interview. And I had leftover pasta from last night with a, uh, shredded aged cheese and just pasta sauce and some sea salt. Mm-hmm. And right away, like within, I mean, within 10, 15 minutes, I just felt my, my, I could feel my cortisol going down. My nervous system just, ah, you know, mm-hmm. we all know that feeling after we eat a good meal. We're like, Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't even realize I was kind of stressed. <laughs> totally. totally. And so. it can just be a regular day like that. Right. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about Charles Poliquin and it's like the same thing. Like he would talk about that. He would say like, Oh, you know, you should eat your carbs at night because it lowers your cortisol and you can sleep better. And then I've always, I remember just thinking like, why wouldn't you just eat them all the fucking time? And it's again, it's within proportions, right? I'm not saying be a fatty and just do whatever you want, but like, why wouldn't you eat them all the time? Because from what I know, living, you know, in the city or even outside the city. I mean, just life is stressful, man. It's People are stressed from the moment they wake up. Many people are. Not everybody, of course, there's people that, I don't know, maybe have easier lifestyles. But even people who have lots of money, who have their dream home, whatever, they wake up and it's like, boom, take a call, do an email, drive here, go there, work eight hours. And it's like, why wouldn't you just constantly give yourself some sort of fuel and definitely some carbohydrate because, hey, like you said, most people, almost everybody I've ever talked to, coached, had clients with, I mean, everybody who eats carbs just feels more relaxed almost instantly. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And if, if you combine certain things with it, like I think you're a big fan of coffee as well, it could be a benefit. And it doesn't have to, you know, every post I see every day is like, does coffee give you the jitters? I actually saw an ad for that this morning on Instagram. 
you know, here's a coffee replacement, you know, that mm-hmm. black drink or whatever. They're promoting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but those are the same people telling you to go keto most of the time. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Not the jitters because we told you to go keto. We'll cut out coffee and buy our product. It's like, yeah, it's a trap. Yeah. Don't have coffee. Have this other thing that looks like coffee, smells like coffee, has some of our vitamins in there that'll make it feel like coffee, but it's not coffee. So it's like, <laughs> hold on a second here right so do you have any special ways that you um you know do coffee what's your what's your way to do coffee man oh yes i've come a long way um uh, about i'd say two years ago i was doing the boutique brands you know because i came from the bulletproof thing so i did like the mold free you know there's multiple now brands that are selling like lab tested coffee of course. i don't know about that anymore i mean maybe if someone's on their deathbed it might be good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny but but now i just buy green beans i use a company called sweet maria's and, yeah up uh, in san francisco right up, up there in the bay area yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they import and um it, it's actually quite hard to, to buy green beans direct to your house i'd mm-hmm. say 95 percent of companies they require you to have like a reselling license or something mm-hmm. so yeah right now i'm on guatemalan beans and I have a little Akawa home roaster. It's kind of an advanced mm-hmm. one, but it's easy to use and it's just a small batch. You just press a button, it roasts it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I basically store that in a little uh, uh, vacuum sealer container because uh, I'm all about the freshness. So I try to I try to time it to where I'm not, my, my beans that I roasted aren't sitting there for a week. Yeah. Boy, it makes um, a big difference, doesn't it? Like the roasting date, it makes a huge difference. I've said it before too. I've posted about it on Instagram too. Like I would take a non-organic, just regular coffee bean, but that's been roasted maybe today or yesterday over the most organic, whatever, certified biodynamic, grown by blind children in the Himalayan mountains, you know, like coffee that was roasted two months ago. It just makes the world a difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely does. And yeah, I had a, a friend open, opened a coffee shop recently in Fullerton. Shout out to Leon uh, Play Coffee. And I, I like it because he has a crazy whole house water filtration system that's mm. identical to mine that um, I don't know how to sell it, but it injects magnesium bicarbonate in at the end. Mm-hmm. So it takes out all the acids, all the contaminants, and then it injects back in magnesium. That's so awesome. To me, to me, that's a way to get the ultimate cup of coffee because the, the magnesium will kind of balance out if you burn up a little bit of it. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, water quality, you know, fresh roasted beans, those are basically my important things. And I was using a DeLonghi La Specialista espresso machine. You might have saw the, the yeah, drama with that. Definitely. <laughs> oh, no, you had some drama with that. I didn't see the drama. I've seen you use it. What happened? Yeah. Well, Too I much cleaning up? Refur- <laughs> yeah. I bought it refurbished on eBay. Uh, ah. I always try to do that when I can to save some money. And maybe that's why, but it kept clogging. Like yeah. water would come out of the group head, but when I put the little, I can't remember the name of that handle thing, um, yeah. on there, uh-huh. it would clog and the pressure would max out. Mm-hmm. So there was a day where I wasted like 10, 10 rounds. I'm like, okay, this thing's going to the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I asked around with my friends. Yeah, like, that's yeah, common the- with those, like, you know, some of those that are not the super high end, you know, Italian espresso machines, but the middle ones, they'll do that. Yeah. So I just, you know what? For the price, it, it seems like it's like the lower quality one, but I just have a Breville, um, mm-hmm. and they're fucking great, man. And they're they're not the high end; they don't look like super sexy, but I think they do great, man. I love those things, and they never clog. They're easy to clean, 
Yeah, they're not as sexy as the Italian ones because, I mean, hey, I mean, I love them the way they look too, though, right? They're awesome. And if you can get a good shot on them, like if you if you um, dial it in, they do a good shot. But I think like an everyday use, Breville does great espresso machines. So is that what you got now, huh? I'm happy with it. Yeah, I don't know if you have the same one. It's the manual tamper. Like you pull off the little thing and you have to manually tamp it yourself. It's just hanging right here. Yep. Yeah. I think same yeah. one. Barista Express, I think that's the name of it. Yeah, and it has like three trays that you can pull out, and then it has a little tool storage in the back, which yep. I just found yesterday. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Twinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's cool. It's great, and you just you know if you if you clean it, I haven't had any problems with it. So um, yeah, knock on wood. But um, <laughs> and so you know with water, like um, I've had um, I've kind of come in full circle with water. Well, not not really come full circle, but you know I've gone back and forth with it because. Yep. There are a lot of brands and a lot of filters and a lot of all kinds of stuff in the water scene. And I don't know, at some point, honestly, I just got confused. Like, because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know who to listen to. I don't know what's, what's the best way to go about it. So I just, you know, I'll just buy some, you know, super ultra, whatever filtered water. But honestly, I don't know. So what's your, what's your story with water, man? Tell me, what, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So as, as deep as I've gone into uh, different diets and, people's protocols and nutrition, I've gone just as deep, if not deeper into water, um, not only just research, but actually live in it. Mm -hmm. And um, you can go back and see me at springs and at wells. And there was a point where I was living with my parents and I was doing like, I think two hour round trips to pick up well water. Wow. Um, you might, you're probably familiar with the website called findaspring.com. That yeah, was yeah. Daniel Vitalis, right? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's there wasn't a lot in Southern California. I mean, I think <laughs> there's one. There's one brother. It, it, and it's right here near nearby West LA, and it tastes like shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I tried it, so I, I was like, nope, I'm good. It's this like there, there's some sort of area which is an Indian reservation or something like that where it's like it can't be touched. So and that's the only one around here, and it's fucking weird I, I don't know what's the deal but uh, <laughs> but yeah but it doesn't taste that good so you drive up and, and try some of that stuff yeah yeah there's an equestrian center because i was in mira mesa for quite a while and there's a place called carlsbad it's a little you know mm -hmm. north or whatever there was a horse um uh, equestrian uh ranch that i would drive to and i, I would talk to this lady for hours uh she was a character and she would tell me stories of uh she had like a Native American come there when she bought the property supposedly and did dowsing. So I guess they hold like two metal rods and they'll literally swing to a pocket, like an aquifer, like to find where to dig the well. Hmm. I guess she had this Native American guy come and do his thing. Wow. And so she, she was like, yeah, the water is magical and mm -hmm. heal, it has healing properties and people with cancer and different diseases have benefited from it. And I don't know if it was placebo, but when I drank that water, the first sip I had, within minutes, my whole body, head to toe, was tingling, mm. uh, like like kind of pins and needles. It's like, whoa, okay, I feel something. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I bring that up is I, I tried a lot of different locations. I used to drive to campgrounds. I used to go to Palomar. There's a place up Palomar Mountain, if people are familiar with SoCal, yeah. where you're driving up and there's a highway marker and you could pull off. I've drank that water before. I haven't been up there, but I've drank the bottled water. From, they, they do it in a glass. It's probably the only one I think yeah. around here that I know, right? It's it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think it's a little hard. I can't remember the 
the TDS because that's so so there's something called a TDS meter if people aren't familiar it's total dissolved solids and it measures how much dissolved materials in the water in parts per million mm-hmm. and it's just one people use that as the end all be all like oh if it's low the water's good not necessarily yeah <laughs> I think it's more complicated <laughs> than that too <laughs> <laughs> there's acids I, I tend to focus a lot on acid rain I think it's overlooked and you you read EPA articles where you know, some say it's it's killing uh, wildlife and, and and destroying fish, and then some say it's completely safe, mm-hmm. and then another one says it's eating statues and brick walls, and another one says it's safe. And <laughs> I mean, it's like I just err on the side of caution, and that caution is deionization. Mm-hmm. And so, if a reverse osmosis system, I don't care about structuring and all that other stuff that people focus on. Mm-hmm. I care mostly about removing solids. So lowering the hardness of the water and then taking out the acids with uh, cation and anion deionization mm-hmm. filters. And then do you, really, do you put in stuff? Do you put minerals in back into the water yourself or what do you do? Yes. Yeah. So I used to use the trace mineral drops. Like you might remember like the blue bottle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. use that. And I just put like a couple drops for five gallons. So that's okay. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a start as a chloride form. I think it's better if you have uh, a remineralization cartridge. Mm. So this is the ideal way to add back in minerals. It's not by hand, it's the filter doing it as the water's flowing through. Mm-hmm. And um, ideally it's, it's magnesium bicarbonate. Mm. And if you wanna do you know, calcium, sodium, and potassium bicarbonate, a little bit less than magnesium. I personally believe magnesium's the most important macro mineral in the context of modern world. I know some people, especially in this, metabolic community disagree and think that calcium is more important but just from what i understand about you know uh, multi-mineral calcium supplements that almost every old person is on and the calcium content the well water when i moved to this house i tested the well water that i'm on right now it was high in iron and high in calcium i saw the numbers Mm -hmm. and there's so many people just they're raised on well water they're raised on tap water or even spring water and all three of those could have high iron, high calcium. Mm-hmm. And so you just think decades of high calcium, that's going to, you know, that's going to lower the seesaw for magnesium. Yeah. So. And of course, take. even at least if you're eating some sort of dairy products, it's just easier to find calcium than it is magnesium, right? I mean, you got to mm-hmm. drink a lot of orange juice to get like, uh, you know, your daily requirement of magnesium. Now you may not need it or that's arguable, but point is it's a lot easier to find calcium, right? Than magnesium just in food in general. Yeah, and I, I've i had a, a return guest on my show. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm having him on again in a few weeks. Is Morley Robbins. He's like the magnesium, iron, copper man. He said, mm-hmm. you know, there's 84 plus minerals. There's only three that matter, magnesium, copper, and iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, magnesium burn rate uh, is, is increased by iron overload and stress and so many things. And I think where, where the rubber meets the road is with the mag RBC blood test. So you can just... It's 30 bucks, requestatest.com, and just see your red blood cell magnesium levels. Mm-hmm. Now, are there potentially other places that show our magnesium that we don't know about yet? Maybe, but mm-hmm. that's the most reliable one we know of now. And um, it's, yeah, again, what's the healthy reference range? What's the ideal? You know, that's always a debate with different things, different. Uh, sure. Uh, Is there a number just, that you go for that you remember for the magnesium test? I've done them. Um, I've done one 
Except a couple mm. times actually. The the red blood, yeah, because I the mm. serum ones are useless, right? From what I understand. Right. Yeah, because if that drops, you have a heart attack. <laughs> so the body tightly regulates that. Right. Um, yeah, I believe under like under four, generally a person's going to be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a five point seven the last time I checked. But it was last year, I believe, year year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want to be above six. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, I, from what I'm learning, the ideal is is kind of a subjective thing um yeah. because what you know what's the ideal lab value it's well for vitamin d that's a whole <laughs> i've been in debates with that and i've had people on my show to talk about that and they've they've changed the number mm-hmm. uh, we, we know that you know it was it was it was 12 and then it was 20 mm-hmm. and then now it's you know 40 to 100 or whatever yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about that, but before we get there, to finish up on water. So let's say you're, uh, you know, what would you do if you're, um, what would be your poor man's water advice? Let's say, you know, you're living back in your RV and, you know, you only, you only could do so, so much, you know, or yeah. you just have, you know, a, an apartment. What would be your yeah. advice to like, how, how would you set it up? I always tell people, especially if they don't have a lot of money to spend, just get a ceramic water crock. And I did this for years. Mm-hmm. and get like a black pillowcase or something dark to, to put over uh, either a glass carboy, if you want to go all the way, it's for brewing beer, you can get them on Craigslist or get them used wherever. It's mm-hmm. a glass five-gallon bottle. Just don't drop it because you might die. <laughs> <laughs> might die. <laughs> I've almost done it. As, uh, I, I almost oh, shit. Stripped, <laughs> slipped on shrapnel in my kitchen. Yeah, and I've broken them in the car. So those are a hassle. I mean, if you just barely tap them together those things crack so Uh i guess a more practical option is called the better bottle and it's a high-end polymer that's used for brewing beer Mm. so it's called better bottle and that would be the best way to go now if you don't want to go with either of those two then yeah bpa free now there's still bps and there's like yeah people don't know that right when they say bpa free there's just other bp whatever the fuck's in it yeah that's a whole rabbit hole to go down the plastic stuff right yeah so and and for me it's if there's no acids in the water i mean because the acids are what uh eats things so it's going to eat you know the material that you have it in Mm -hmm. so if it's a good reverse osmosis system that takes out the corrosive acids then i don't think it's a big of a deal if it's in plastic Mm-hmm. It's not ideal, but it's still not going to. And hurt what you. Re- what reverse osmosis system you recommend? Well, I would say just whatever one uh, someone could afford. Just try to look for one that's at least you know six stages, um, ideally even seven stages. Um, I'm working on coming out with my own drinking water filter just because I don't like the options on the market. I don't think they're uh user friendly or affordable yeah fucking 100 percent, brother 100 percent. i've gone through those things too and i was just like oh man they're so complicated they always make it seem they always tell you they're not complicated but they're so complicated you got to change all the stuff in them so often it's really not and that's why you know i wanted to talk to you about water i'm just like it's so it can be confusing for the average person you know that just wants to get some sort of clean water and do something about it yeah, quick tip, I say find a water store, like there are a ton in San Diego, there's like an OB water store, that's one I used to go to, mm-hmm. or just search water store in your town, and sometimes there's an entire water filtration store, and they have 
you know, things out front when they're closed and you can go and fill up and they'll usually have an alkaline and then regular. Yeah. If you can find that great. If you can't then find a health food store, don't go to like your Vons or your whatever CVS and don't use one of those <laughs> dispensers. Find a health food store water dispenser because mm-hmm. even alkaline, schmalkaline, just ignore all that. It's it's probably better than at the regular convenience stores. And just fill up there, you know, once a week, uh, depending on how many people you live with, you know, 10 yeah. gallons, 15, 20 gallons. And I did that for years before I could afford my own filter. And if you're going to buy your own filter, you know, I would say just be prepared to spend between a thousand and fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And after that, you just pay to replace the filters. So it's just a one-time thing, yeah. Just for that housing, pretty much. And the you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think but, it's getting easier, man. It, a lot of, I mean, around here, there's a lot of places that have those, you know, machines outside their stores. So, um, yeah, I think most most city-ish places they can people can find them and then you just keep them in one of those like a better bottle you're saying or like a good what was the other one that you were saying the polymer um uh container uh are you talking about the carboy or oh is that the one you said the one that you can uh, brew beer in it you know that doesn't have the bpa in it and all that stuff. oh yeah that's called the better bottle oh I that is the better bottle i'm sorry okay yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i think they're on amazon or something but yeah i, I used to live on Craigslist. So I bought a lot of my health <laughs> stuff off there. My first zip up tent saw was on Craigslist. My first trampoline was on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Full rebounder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going full Dave Asprey there for a second. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah. It's, it's a big deal. I, uh, I used to work at a juvenile detention center for four years. I was a substitute teacher and one of the other subs, he was a, he was a, an engineer. And we would have almost debates because he was on tap water hmm. and he would say that's, you know, he drinks it because it's environmentally friendly. And I was <laughs> trying to get it in his head. Like, dude, like it's hard water. Like, like there's a lot of stuff in that. And mm-hmm. there was just like this kind of glaze over his eyes. I mean, there's always these jokes about people that drink tap water, but it's real. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's probably, he's probably the triple masker type of guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, you can't, you can't. I just, so somebody tells me that I just, that's cool. That's awesome. God bless you. You know, you just can't do it because there's just some people. Yeah. It's just going to go over. I don't know. I mean, look in Russia, we say anything that's good isn't free. All right. It's simple as that to me, you know, it's free water. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, are you going to die tomorrow if you have a cup of water from, from your sink? Of course not. Nobody's saying that. Yeah. And I also want to make the point, don't be like orthorex about, about your water. Like I've been to uh, Yosemite national forest a few times and there's some beautiful Springs there. I think Fern Springs, a cool one. And if I'm traveling and I find a spring, it's kind of like trying a new restaurant. Of course mm-hmm. I'm going to drink the water. Mm-hmm. I don't think about acid rain. I don't care because I'm traveling. So same thing. I just want to make that caveat. Like don't be neurotic about it. Like yeah. if you're at a restaurant, I mean, I'll sample the tap water. Okay. That's, Chlorine's a little stronger here, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the restaurant, the tap water they give you at restaurants, it's, it's almost like they put extra chlorine in there, right? Have you noticed that? Or is that just me? It's so funny, right? Like you get, just can't get a cup of water and it's like the most chlorinated water at restaurants. It's crazy. <laughs> so funny. Do you have like a go-to bottle of water that you buy? Like let's say you're flying through the airport and you want some water for to do whatever. Do you have like a go-to that you go for? Yeah, smart water for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I see most people buy Dasani and that contains, I mean, it's so funny we have an ingredient list for water, right? It's like that's where <laughs> we're at. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you, bro. <laughs> yeah. But Dasani, you look at the ingredient list, it's mag sulfate, magnesium sulfate. Great. That's what people do for the gallbladder flush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do grapefruit juice and you drink your Epsom salt mm-hmm. and then it makes you go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that. I was at a Metallica concert with my brother and they only had Dasani. It's like, okay, great. I'm either dry fasting or diarrhea. Okay. I guess I'm going to choose diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my brother, every concert, I don't know why. I, I don't know if, well, Dasani is owned by Coke, right? Maybe it's just money thing. At least hear the same thing. Anytime I go to a bar or restaurant or concert and I want a bottle of water, it's always Dasani. And I, whatever, it's just, you know, forget about all the, you know, stuff that it has in it, which it does. I, I agree with you. But it just tastes like shit to me. That tastes, that the worst one. I, I would, I'm always like shocked. It's always Dasani. I don't know. What is it with that brand? Yeah, Smart Water is cool because it's reverse osmosis. And um, I think, it has, yeah, it has potassium bicarbonate in it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it has chloride, I think it has mag- magnesium chloride, which isn't ideal. But the potassium bicarbonate thing is pretty cool because that's, that's very beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what I used to do is bring a little packet or a little amount and you have to kind of be careful. <laughs> Unless, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a, it's a white powder in a Ziploc bag, I don't know how that looks, but if you can get magnesium hydroxide, there used to be a company I use that sell these little to-go packets. And you can make your own magnesium bicarbonate. So I'd look for cold, sparkling water in plastic. Mm-hmm. And then at my seat while waiting for the plane, I would pour that in, shake mm-hmm. it up, and then I would have a magnesium bicarbonate concentrate. But now I don't worry about it. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a lot of work and... Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. That's a pretty safe one then. Okay, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, about vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we were talking about it earlier, right? People just kind of want to pick teams and stay on their side and they're sometimes just not open to interpretation. And um, so you, Georgie Dinkov, Danny Roddy, Kate Deering, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um it had a had a the great vitamin D debate recently, right? <laughs> Where you guys talked about yeah. vitamin D. Well, first I want to ask you, like, have after having that ch- chat, did you change your mind about the, something, or maybe you started thinking about something differently, or you're still kind of in your what you think right now is that you know vitamin D maybe you shouldn't supplement it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still of that uh, belief that it's not necessary to supplement it, mm-hmm. but I do like that. Georgie and Danny emphasize the topical application because from what I've looked into, that's completely safe uh, versus orally consuming it, you know, just rubbing it on your skin. There's a, a mechanism where your body can choose how much it, it absorbs. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. so you can't, you know, you can't overload on it in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always open to changing. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, it's one less supplement to take. That's one benefit. But yeah. my main thing is just looking at it from a practical standpoint. Like before we had vitamin D supplements, like what would we do in the winter? Um, it's a seasonal variation molecule. So, yeah. so just to back up here, just for context, a lot of people just say vitamin D and just they think that's it. 
It's yeah, just it's vitamin. just this one thing that just goes yeah. in, and it's vitamin D, and it says vitamin D on it. It has a little D letter on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that for a while. I mean, I used to supplement it uh, a lot, and so that's D3. <laughs> so the supplement is D3, mm-hmm. and that converts in the body, uh, and it's magnesium that does that, by the way, to 25D, and and then that converts to 125D. Mm-hmm. And they both do something because that's part of the debate. And I think I was trying to be pigeonholed. They're like, well, you're saying 25 D is inactive, but look at this study and this. And no, I never said it's inactive. <laughs> they do different things. Right. Right. And, right. And, but it's really 125 that, that, that second metabolite that has the immune benefits um, of uh, activating the macrophages and basically having the, um, basically activating the warriors in our system. That's from the 125 D. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, where my mind started to really open up was learning that, um, in sick people, 125 D is high mm-hmm. and 25 D is low. Cause you wouldn't think that you would think like both of them would be low. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the average person would probably think it's just one thing, right? They wouldn't right. Even think, right? They would just think that vitamin D is high or low. There's no, there's no variability. There's no precursors. There's no nothing that's, that's there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's important, I think, too, man, because yeah, most people do not know that, don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Just to get and and in, actually in Germany they look at the ratio between 25 and 125 D to determine mm-hmm. how healthy someone is, and so under two is good. So you divide the 25 D, um, I'm sorry, you divide the 125 D by the 25 D. And if you're under two, you're healthy. If you're under 1.6, you're even better. That just means your body's not inflamed. So when you're dealing with like Epstein-Barr or Lyme disease (laughs) or some type of chronic infection, Mm -hmm. that's going to raise your 125. Mm. That's quote, quote, a sick person. And if that person takes D3, there's a high probability it's not in stone but there's a very high probability that that d3 will increase their 125 it's already too high because mm-hmm. there's a cap like 70 mm-hmm. so where where i'm coming at with this whole discussion is just okay let's just be careful about this and let's get it from uv light or food you know from dairy or from a uv ultraviolet light or from the sun yeah and yeah. Not and when, when doctors so. test it, what are they testing? They're testing that first curve that you're talking about or the 125? That's a good question. They're testing the 25. And what's funny is there's sulfated and unsulfated form. Mm-hmm. And there's um, there's even there's, – there's, D, there's D4, D5, D6, D7. <laughs> there's, right, right. Um, it's not that simple, Yeah, like we yeah. all want it to be. <laughs> And it's yeah, not well, to confuse people, right? Like you said, it's right. just, um, yeah, we all want to break things down into a simple and understandable thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, like well, like you said, you mentioned milk. I mean, raw milk does have some vitamin D in it, right? I don't know how much is, is in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, pasteurized milk gets T3 added to it. So do you generally tell people to try to avoid that and buy – because, you know, I don't know if people know uh, if, it's a, if it's not whole milk, right, if it's 2%, 1%, whatever – it gets the vitamin D3 added into it. And if it's whole milk, it doesn't. So do you tell people to just generally try to stay away from that and not get extra D3 in their milk? 
I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because that's a law that they're required to fortify it with. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where usually, you know, driving to a farm, uh, I used to just Craigslist it and find small homesteads where I'd go and pick up goat's milk and glass with a giant cooler. It's mm-hmm. not very practical, but mm-hmm. it works. And yeah, if they're if that's their only option, because there's a lot of, I would say the benefits of fortified D3 milk mm-hmm. could possibly outweigh the detriments of that added D3. It's just they probably want to balance it out with, um, I'd say, magnesium, just to make sure they're, they're supplementing magnesium, um, not supplementing calcium, obviously, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and uh, ideally eating beef liver and oysters Mm-hmm. Um, just to help with that mineral balance. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, it, it it's interesting cause I've been studying calcification for a long time and that's why I created like my CLF protocol, like calcification, lipofuscin, fibrosis mm-hmm. and D supplementation can cause hypercalcification of the soft tissues. Right. Um, which is why a lot of times they'll say uh, have K2 with your vitamin right. D, right? Because it helps with that. Right. And it is funny. I, I've always also sort of questioned that too. It's like, so take this, but don't take it unless if you have this. So it's like, why should I just, you know, like all things, right? It, it gets super complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's because K2 carboxylates or activates uh, osteocalcin. So when you supplement D3, um, you need your osteocalcin is increased, but then you need more K2 to carboxylate it. And so, yeah, it's like, to me, I, I make the analogy. It's like taking fish oil or algae oil with vitamin E. It's like, why not just take vitamin E? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and so, and from like a practical point of view or a clinical point of view, uh, have you had experiences? Have you had people tell you that they've maybe stopped taking vitamin D3 and felt better or have had better, you know, overall health? Yeah, I've gotten a lot of those messages and Mm. it's, they're beneficial, you know, to hear anecdotes, but Mm. you never know what else they were doing. So it's, it's always tricky, but I've heard it enough where, I mean, my message is don't take this supplement, you know, take this one. And I think that's, that's where people can see their needle that their, their health needle improve is by cutting out the wrong supplements. And I usually say, you know, zinc, ascorbic acid, omega threes, vitamin D. I call those like the four horsemen of the supplement apocalypse. And you know, there's probably more. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. But those are, you say those, those cover, cover a pretty big chunk there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's because those imbalance other things that were already deficient in. Mm-hmm. And so if you cut out those things that are draining, like I would say a lot of people are already K2 deficient. A lot of people are already magnesium deficient, already vitamin E deficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you can start to see really quick changes in the body, especially if you support your metabolism and you don't do the fasting thing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Just big. So if you yep. were, if you, if I, um, threw you on a, um, a deserted Island <laughs> and you could only take two supplements with you, let's say two, what would they be? Oh, it's a good one. Probably. 
magnesium and shield sheets. Oh, or, so that is a little curveball there. <laughs> <laughs> or vitamin E and shilajit. Yeah, shilajit to me is is pretty foundational at this point. I've I've taken that for many years, and I I think it's it's incredible what it does uh, to overall health. Mm-hmm. So, well, tell me more about yeah. it, man. You know, I've had some experiences with it where I've been to acupuncturists. It's really big in the kind of Asian community, Asian uh, medicine, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've had it recommended to me. I've had a really good good experience with it one time where I had, um, I don't know if I ate something, but I just was having some sort of stomach problems and I uh, drank it in some tea. Um, you know, I got the kind of waxy stuff and um, I felt better like instantly, man. It was kind of, it was really wild. So um, yeah, tell me more about it, man. Yeah, so it's basically... Uh condensed plant and animal matter over thousands of years in high elevation mountain ranges around the world. So usually products will be from the Himalayas. You'll see Himalayan shilajit, mm-hmm. but it's also found in the Rocky Mountains. Um, product that I sell is from Siberia and Russia and Russia. Oh, represent. <laughs> I didn't know that. Represent, brother. I didn't know that. Cool. And so you, you buy directly from this Russian Siberian company yep. and get it shipped out here. Wow. Yes, I, I import it. So it's I'm not just reselling the U.S. source. I actually import it from Russia. It takes a while. There's hoops to jump through. And wow. gotten kind of in trouble here and there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Don't worry. We'll send some Russians on the way to help you out. <laughs> the mafia's yeah, been watching you. <laughs> and I, I feel it. I feel that it's better than the Himalayan stuff because that's the majority of the shilajit you find. 90% of it's from the Himalayan mountains. Mm-hmm. And... Pretty much what it is in a nutshell is 84 uh, carbon bonded minerals. So it's 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 organic minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, even it even contains copper in its active forms, ceruloplasmin, but um, uh, indium. All of these like weird minerals that we're not getting anymore. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, it contains fulvic acid, uh, which chelates and complexes, uh, a lot of stuff in our body called divalent monovalent atoms. But essentially, if you have iron overload, it'll have an effect. You can look up shilajit and anemia, and you'll see mm. studies of it in anemia. Um, also with iron overload, I believe there's – I don't think there's been like a study spelling it out, but it's pretty clear if you just look at the chemistry of how it works that it will chelate excess iron from your body, which – it's kind of priceless. Like that's like the antidote because other than blood donating mm-hmm. uh, or balancing it out with copper, which regulates the iron, like mm-hmm. with oysters and beef pepper, bee pollen or whole food, vitamin C, like from fruit or potatoes. Uh, Sheila is a really powerful way. I mean, cause yeah, there's not much I, else you can do, right? You're just, you can either don't donate blood be a woman, right? Have a period, maybe that helps too, right? Or or just take something. Yeah, there's not a lot of things that do that, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, to me, it's been like kind of like the red pill, the Matrix. Might sound kind of sales pitchy, but um, that's been my experience. Like, because uh, I've t- taken a lot of nootropics over the years, mm-hmm. you know, seen A and I don't know saffron and all these like different nootropics, and mm-hmm. nothing's compared to Shilajit. Um, I'll generally take like a gram with my coffee 
And, and how much is a gram in, in the pill? You have, you, so the ones that you get from Russia, are you saying these are the pills, they're pills, yeah. one each? What's a gram in those? Yeah, so there's no capsule. It's just a, the resin compressed into a tablet. Yeah. And you just pop it out. And each one is 200 milligrams. So five of those is 1,000 milligrams or a gram. Mm-hmm. And that, that is kind of like a megadose. And that could cause issues potentially because it's a very powerful heavy metal chelator. So I never recommend someone just jumps in with five unless they're relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. But just for a regular person that has a ton of aluminum in their brain or lead or mercury, yeah. Um, a lot of people have aluminum poisoning. It's it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere, dude. And it's in salt. I was I just had I posted something about um salt the other day and I was looking at some studies and some uh analysis of mineral salts and dude, <laughs> they're all filled with aluminum and it's just yeah, all kind cadmium, all kinds of shit, you know. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that one, man. Yeah, silica is actually I, I really like uh, looking into the relationship between minerals mm-hmm. and on the seesaw of aluminum aluminum's on one end silica's on the other mm-hmm. and so um there's actually liquid silica supplements you could buy mm-hmm. i wouldn't get the little droppers because those are garbage but there's like orgono silica which i took off and on this is like bamboo silica mm-hmm. that's just a very safe aluminum detox because it'll just displace it you know because silica is pretty close chemically to aluminum interesting um, interesting uh-huh. so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a potentiator of herbs. So if you take, like I put lion's mane or cordyceps in my coffee, mm-hmm. put like three, three grams, three, 3000 milligrams. Yeah. 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 Those things are huge right now. And you know, talking yeah. about the Russians, it's so funny. Like for me, Chaga, when I was like five years old, I I've heard of Chaga. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it's very common in Russia, you know, and people actually get it from the tree that they, they let it, um, harden up this mushroom and then you just scrape it off and then you can make a tea with it all kinds of shit it's really huge right now in america i think like with all the supplement industry right i think um cordyceps mushrooms and lion's mane right and all those sort of things so do you do you fuck around with those you like those i have over the years and uh, fortunately i never went for the cheaper brand or the i guess the brands with heavy marketing because the mushroom the medicinal mushroom brands with the heaviest marketing and in the health food store, you'll know because it's at eye level. Mm-hmm. Those are trash. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't so know. So let's talk about him then. What's his name? What's the guy that wears a fucking mushroom hat? You know what I'm talking about. I, I know you know, right? I knew it right away. That you... <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. 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 Right. So first of all, those are popular and all the studies that people constantly post and, and talk about, right? The benefits of the mushrooms. It's all from the actual mushroom what do they call that i can't remember right now um the fruiting body the fruiting body right but then you look at stamets's um supplements and it's all from the stem right it's not from the from the actual body of the mushroom what the fuck man yeah it's a slight of, it's a sleight of hand trickery it, it really sucks because it it's going to disenchant a lot of people you know i think that's part of the plan you know alternative health field has been kind of infiltrated many years ago totally. in the 80s or something <laughs> so 100% seriously though that I totally agree with you ma'am mm-hmm. I believe that's a plan just to make people disenchanted and say oh mushrooms didn't work for me I tried them for 10 years it's like <laughs> well what brand you know did you try because mm-hmm. yeah as you mentioned they're diluted to um it's not just a stem but they actually cut it like a drug dealer with starch 
So yeah, rice starch, right? Rice starch, yeah. right? Because I, yeah. I went full board on that stuff too one time, and I was like, I don't know, man. And then I started looking into it and looking into it, and I was like, this isn't even the same thing that you know. Because in your mind, again, you're it's like you're taking this capsule that has you know powdered mushroom in it, right, and all mm-hmm. that good stuff, and it's not even that, and it has a bunch of starch in it, and you don't even know. So yeah, it's really confusing that whole world with the mushrooms. Yeah, there's two companies, uh, Real Mushrooms. I, I met them at a few health conferences. They're the real deal. And then Alpha Dynamics. Those okay. are the two that I know are legitimate. And they have lab tests and it's not diluted. And uh, I actually got my neighbor here on uh, Lion's Mane. And now he's he thought it was crack. He's like, what? He had to order one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, every day is why I don't take it. It's just if I make my coffee brew, I'll mix, mix in 3,000 milligrams of it. But yeah, I actually harvested chaga on the street because I have some birch trees around here. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome, I, man. I feel it when I drink it. When I, you know, it's slow and low. I think a lot of people forget it's not like a tea bag where you hot steep it instantly. You want to do like at least a 12-hour like overnight brew. Yeah, yeah. It. or put it put it in a big teapot like they do in Russia and let it sit there for hours at a time. That's awesome. I didn't even know that there's you know birch trees up in uh, Idaho over there because yeah, in Russia that's what Russia is kind of known for is birch trees. You know these white trees that look like you know Dalmatian kind of dogs and stuff. But um, yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. So so it's all like always. It's about the quality and um, <laughs> n- not the quantity, I guess. And not and be careful where it comes from, huh? Yeah, and I think you know are are they foundational for health? Maybe not, but depending on what you want to do, if I'm doing a lot of studying or writing, I'll do the lion's mane. If, if I feel a little tired, I'll do, you know, I'll do cordyceps. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I feel a little stressed, I'll do reishi. And they're just fun to play with. I think uh, I, I really like herbalism. I've been messing around for years with, you know, goji, shizandra, hoshu wu, mm-hmm. pine pollen, mm-hmm. uh, and then just different blends. And I have, I have like a whole little thing of tinctures in my kitchen that I'll just grab from and <laughs> big fan of like deer antler and elk velvet antler um definitely feel the benefits of that especially being in a cold climate you might have heard of like the yang yeah. substances in like traditional chinese medicine and yeah um you know just increasing my internal heat up mm-hmm. here cuz it gets pretty cold that's been really beneficial mm-hmm. so so I've never messed around like you know we were talking about Vitalis the other day, Mr. Daniel. Um, his uh, he's big on um, deer, deer um, antle and all that stuff, right? I never, yeah. never messed around with it. Yeah, it's a certain stage of 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 the year where the the uh, male deers have like a velvet stage on their antlers mm-hmm. and kind of like trimming nails, so they'll, they'll clip them and then powder them down. Uh, usually into a capsule, but sometimes into a tincture, which the tinctures are way more expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I almost prefer the capsules. I have a friend that has a company in Canada, and he sources from, I think, like 40 or 50 elk farms Very and cool. uh, sustainable elk farms. And uh, the the way I look at it is it's like powdered bone broth, uh, and it's also a mineral supplement. So you get a pretty good dose of copper and zinc, mm. which – to me, I'm all about, especially the copper, uh, just the more copper, just as I talking with Morley and just learning about that relationship with, yeah. uh, those are know, great vitamin. podcasts you have. Yeah. And so what oh. what are your go-to sources with like copper and stuff? I mean, are so you're really big on oysters and beef liver? Those are like your top two basically. Yeah. I actually prefer uh bison liver and elk liver. Ooh. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Can you buy that at grocery stores up there or what? Or you just buy that from farms? There's a good website called thehonestbison.com. We do have moose and elk I've seen on, on my road here. But um, yeah, just for ease, I buy it online. It's already clean. And it's, it's simple. Yeah. And I'll just cut it up into thirds and then mm. eat a third and then save, you know, in little Tupperware things and freeze them. And I just pop them like pills because I wasn't raised on liver, so I don't do liver and onions. I just swallow them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so at least you're honest about it. You don't dig it. That's cool, you know. <laughs> Nothing worse than seeing somebody who's like like our Mr. Friend uh, Polly Salads who like eats like raw fucking um, adrenal glands or whatever. It's like stop trying to pretend you enjoy that. Stop it. What? People love people love that wild shit, right? Just to, like it's just to just to look cool. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, again, I was raised on, on liver. It's pretty popular in Russia and like beef tongue. It's really normal for us. So I do enjoy it. You know, I do enjoy it. I mean, I don't feel like eating it every day, <laughs> but I yeah, do someday like it. I might, someday I might like it. I'm open, you yeah. know, but I, I would just rather ease into it than like, okay, I'm going to muscle through this and, you know, yeah, try. <laughs> yeah. And that's a smart way of going out about it. Yeah. I like that, man. Cause I mean, I've tried like goat brain. I mean, it's disgusting. Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to eat that again. And, and I've tried hard and it's okay. Chicken hearts are pretty good. You ever had chicken hearts? Like if they're nice and crunchy, if you can cook them I, up. I have an off to try. It's funny you mentioned that though. Cause mm-hmm. when I was telling you about my story, when I started eating meat again, it was like two and a half years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I discovered Ray and then like six months later, I found a ground bison with heart and liver. I don't mm. know if you've seen companies that sell that, like the honest bison sells it. Yep. And, you know, to me back then, I was like, whoa, heart, that's like super primal. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even just eating liver, you know, because it tastes really metallic and yeah. I couldn't even taste it. The, the ground meat. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a tip I would give to people if you can find that blend. I think it's only like 2% of each. Yeah, so, U.S. Yeah. Wellness Meats, I think, also does that, um, that sort of mix. I don't know. I, I've never bought it, to, to, to be fair, but I know they do that. Yeah, but um, yeah, if you're looking for heart, I mean, beef heart, it, it's, yeah, it's an acquired taste, you know. Beef livers, I think it's much, much easier going down. But chicken hearts, because they're little, and you can cook them up and give them like a nice sear so they're a little crunchy, it's pretty good, I think. I think even some people that are, you know, borderline like trying to like figure it out if they like it or not they might like it so yeah try some chicken livers man i yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll try it yeah last year we raised uh, geese here and slaughtered them and it was so interesting looking into their stomach because they would sneak into the chicken coop and eat the chicken grain Mm -hmm. and you know geese are grass eaters that's their ideal diet is just grazing on grass Mm -hmm. and their its stomach was just full of grain when we opened it. Oh, it. man. So it was kind of gross. <laughs> I guess it was just sitting there. <laughs> it's crazy, right? We're doing that to the animals or we're doing that to the people too. The same thing. Just, yeah, man. That's crazy. So you were, you know, you mentioned like eating pasta and um, what else? Burgers maybe and, and, and peanuts, peanut oil, French fries, fried <laughs> peanut oil. <laughs> so, I mean, it's obvious that you're not obsessive about this stuff and I'm not either. Um, yeah. But I think you do eat like I've seen you post pancakes and stuff like that yep. um, pretty regularly on your feed on Instagram. Um, so, you know, you, yep. you're not full boat repeat kind of mm-hmm. let's, let's not eat any grains whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's your diet like in general? I mean, is that what, what it is usually <laughs> some meat, some fruits and some, some wheat here and there? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's a little boring. I'm actually trying to spice it up. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I eat the same thing every day, uh, pretty much, which 
I don't know. I just never really get bored with food. I, um, I will put some spices, but I guess if I had to sum it up, it's like, uh, eggs for my chickens, you know, three to four a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do quite a bit of milk anywhere from, uh, a quart to a half gallon of milk from my dough. So I have goats. Uh, that's beautiful. Goat. Very jealous yeah. of you, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're drinking that magnesium water and I give them mineral supplements. And so they're getting, it's, it's probably I the bet, best. Man. Up here. And they're getting your love from you. So it's awesome, man. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, they get their pets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, quite a bit. I, I rely pretty heavily on the goat's milk. Um, I'll do good amount of cheese every day. Um, cheese quesadilla, mm. uh, like white, I think white flour. Um, generally, a steak a day, and it's a, a really good grass-fed, grass-finished top sirloin from local farms. Mm-hmm. I'll do like a half pound on average. Um, Sometimes a, a healthy root beer, Virgil's, but there's even a better brand <laughs> if I can get that one mm-hmm. called Natural Brew, like wintergreen oil and birch oil. I haven't it. tried that one. I'm going to be honest with you. Virgil's, I don't know, man. I think it's just all right. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sponsored <laughs> by them, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I've had better, to tell you the truth. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's, like... it's a little it's a little flat for me. Like, I want it to be a little more um, carbonated. You know what I mean? I, li- mm. I like the carbonation. Right. Yeah, and I'll go through phases with Mexican Coke. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, a lot of the places up here, they have it, like the burger joint. So I love that. So like a burger and Mexican Coke is such a good combo. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And uh, just trying to think what else. I've been getting a little bit into beets lately. Oh, potatoes. I'll go mm-hmm. through phases of having potatoes, butter, and salt. Yeah, but I am looking for new simple recipes. I'll eat pasta on average once a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, so not too much of flour, but you do eat it here and there and you're, you're not uh, super obsessive about avoiding it completely. Cause you, you know, it, it's that one it can be tricky. I think some people, I, le- I legitimately think that some people do have really bad re- reactions to, you know, eating a lot of wheat. And, but I, I wonder if it's from maybe years and years and years of eating like cereal for breakfast, like two pieces of bread for, for lunch and then like pasta for dinner every day right so it's like that's a lot of wheat i wonder if it's that um but then some people do great on they eat you know grains and they feel completely fine i mean like working with clients and talking to people have you what kind of experiences have you had yeah i mean obviously there's an epidemic of like allergies happening right now like everyone's allergic to everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's why we're seeing like the trending carnivore diet and the trending raw vegan diet because they, they're so limited that only these specific foods, like a steak, doesn't give them a reaction. It's like, okay, obviously the body is messed up. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I tend to look at the pancreas. I think that's overlooked, the pancreas health. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, creates our digestive enzymes. And it's it's harmed by PUFAs. Um, it's benefited by bicarbonate ion. Um, mm-hmm. Not just sodium bicarbonate, like baking soda, but magnesium bicarbonate, I think is awesome for it. And also sugar. You know, Ray Pete's talked about uh, sugar generating the beta cells of the pancreas that that create insulin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's obviously a lot of things going on. Definitely sluggish liver. <laughs> yeah, liver is yeah. probably pretty full of lipofuscin and just trying to truck along and do what it can. Yeah. Um, so do you, how do you tell people? Do you tell people to 
just have a little bit of grain? Have you ever tried to tell them to completely cut it out and have other starches? I mean, I've had people tell me just being on my my CLF protocol, just getting you no, know, don't have to do it to a T, but just what they can mm-hmm. that they've had their allergies go away, and now mm-hmm. they can eat whatever. I've wow. had multiple times, and that's you know you could focus on specific organs and systems, but I just try to take a whole body approach and say, okay, let's plug in vitamin E, you know, let's get some shilajit for mineral balance, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some, you know, some vitamin K2, um, to help to support the mitochondria. Yeah. Calcium. Yeah. I like that approach. Just, you know, doing some things here and there instead of just going full Michaela Peterson, right. And just fucking, I'm only eating steak. That's it. Like, you know, I mean, I get how people end up there though. Of course it's, it's yeah. a lot of problematic issues that, you know, it didn't happen overnight, right? I feel like most people, you know, it's, it's probably people feeling like shit for 10 years and not doing much about it, right? And then it's just like, okay, you know, and then the only thing that you said, the only thing that does help is going full carnivore. And, um, mm. but I like that approach of just doing a few little good steps and seeing how you, how you go instead of being so extreme about it. Cause I think, yeah, I think people get lost and then probably they start joining in that like dark side of like, oh, this is the this is the way. This is the only way. Don't go anywhere else besides this way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The the anti supplement crowd's really fascinating to me because mm-hmm. it's like, good luck. Like how are <laughs> how are you supposed to <laughs> how are you gonna get everything from from food? I mean, especially just when we look at like how much iron overload drains magnesium. Um, my, yeah. my float tank guy that helped me set up my sensory deprivation tank, he was saying about Dr. Mercola that his red blood cell magnesium wouldn't budge with even oral supplementation, wow. which I think he was taking like three to 4,000 milligrams a day. It's a pretty a good lot. dose. That's a big dose. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until he got the transdermal in like with it where mm. his was actually started and that's probably because he's iron overloaded i don't know but <laughs> yeah it could be some stomach issues too it could be the acid in the stomach i, I don't know yeah it's it's a, it's a whole um case it's a, it's a whole problem there it's a whole case there to figure it out because i've done that too and i didn't I had the same i didn't do three to four maybe i did like one to two grams you know but didn't make much of a difference for me so I, yeah no man i've been doing uh because of Adam, uh, I started on tequila because I was doing red wine for a while. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Adam. <laughs> yeah, he, he just mentions it casually uh, in my inter- interview with him. He's like, yeah, my anti-parasitic drink is uh, pineapple juice and tequila, one shot of tequila every night. <laughs> and I think a couple days later, I'm at the liquor store. I'm like, okay, Adam. <laughs> this is for you <laughs> that's awesome so how'd you feel <laughs> yeah but i've been doing it you know i'll take some days off but for the last week or two and um the research on ethanol and lipofuscin is really fascinating to me because it seems like a little bit of alcohol consumption decreases lipofuscin and then a lot increases it yeah. So if you do that's like the stuff. Shots. That's what I've been on to. Yeah. It's like it was. It's it's crazy though. The studies. It's really like a tablespoon, almost something like that. It's like a few hundred milligrams. Um. Yeah. It's kind of. It's. I don't know. <laughs> so I had no idea what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't go over like an ounce. You know. I mean, maybe here and there, but like an ounce is uh, just in a, in a large thing. If uh, not from concentrate, organic pineapple. I can't remember the name. Lakewood. Yeah. Lakewood's the name of the the company. Mm-hmm. 
juice I buy. But um, yeah, I've been messing around with Infopathy. I just had Anton on my show. It's like mm-hmm. uh, Infoceuticals, like homeopathy into water and mm-hmm. frequency. So I do that on my little alcohol drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, I saw that. I, th- I saw you post about him the other day. Also, another Russian. You're really supporting the Russians. I love it, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so he has this device, right? So you just put it sort of on the table. Does it just plug into the wall, or do you plug it into the computer? So the audio jack. So you could either use your computer or your phone. Oh, okay. okay. And it just needs an internet connection because you do it through their website. Mm-hmm. And there's like 1,500 called ICs, infoceuticals. And uh, yeah, you can categorize it by imprint, imprint program. And yeah, you could do like Swedish bitters. You know, you could do hmm. melatonin. You could do magnesium three at eight. You could do pregnenolone. Testosterone, hmm. whatever you want. You can even do flower essences, which I really like, because uh, I used to take those the physical ones <laughs> years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's fun. It, it's crazy because I brought it to my family down in California recently for my brother's birthday, and they didn't believe in it. Uh, my mom, dad, my brother, and I was just like, "Let me try it." <laughs> my mom's like, "This tastes carbonated," like. Hmm. Cause she drinks the water all the time. She's like, this tastes carbonated after I just imprinted like two programs into her water. And then my brother and my dad actually felt the programs like for my dad, you know, he's a beer drinker. So I'm like, Oh, he's probably estrogen now. I love him, but I'm like trying to help him. So I'm yeah. like, here's t- testosterone, pregnenolone, DHEA. <laughs> he had trouble sleeping that night. It was crazy. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> you just loaded him up with hormones. huh? <laughs> I remember Georgie, like Georgie was in the back of my mind, like getting yeah. <laughs> Dad just wakes up, just starts lifting in the middle of the night, just working out. Matt, what the fuck did you give me, bro? <laughs> That's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, so we were, you know, also, I also want to give you some credit for another, because you brought a podcast and I remember I wanted to talk to you about your, um, another one of your podcasts and give you some credit. Um, the podcast about where you said that uh, you're no longer a Christian, but you still love Jesus and how you've kind of evolved in your spiritual kind of quest. And I love that. I just thought it was so great because, like we talked about earlier, people just, you know, stick to their fucking guns and they're not moving anywhere. They're not willing to even mention it and talk about it that, hey, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of questioning these ideas, although I still think they're maybe good or beneficial or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, so what's been going on with you spiritually, man? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, that that took some courage <laughs> to do that. Cause I bet seriously, kind of, that's a real thing, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, because I've kind of built a community last year around that, and um, you know, I didn't know how people were going to respond, but I think most people understood it. I did definitely get attacked pretty viciously. Still, I mean, there's like a um, there's like an orthodox carnivore Agenis Vonder planets. Christian, really aggressive, nasty, mean people. I'm like this community. I love how you put all those together. That's awesome, (laughs) but it's so true. (laughs) It's like super judgmental, super vicious, super character attacks. It's just like you guys need a lot of sugar. I mean, I I mean, I troll. You know, I'll troll Ron and Pat. It's like like one post. I don't go for months. I mean, these people, you know making hate videos and just odd oh, daily. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that just made me see like just seeing nasty Christians. We've all seen them. Yeah. Right. 
And of course, they'll be like, well, you know, you just were at the wrong church or you were in the wrong community. It's like, well, that's all I need to see, you know, because yeah. I don't want to go that direction. It's exactly what they say with the diet stuff, right? Oh, you didn't do carnivore right or you didn't do vegan right. Let me tell you how I did it because I'm right and you're wrong, Matt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, like I still very much value uh, the family structure because that's that's one thing that kind of brought me into Christianity because I saw the whole – you know, Aubrey Marcus, the whole Burning Man, the whole. <laughs> you're saying you didn't have three girlfriends and you guys were all banging each other and and then started to give <laughs> just people they don't know they don't have any context. I mean, this guy, listen, do what I'm all for. Do whatever you want. Be yeah. whoever you want. Be whatever gender you want. Be gay. Be I, I, I'm for it. I just don't like the people that are kind of full of shit about it. You know, and. You know, he, he had like what? A few, they had this whole polyamory thing going on. And then they started giving out these workshops and these seminars, right? And the whole time, I remember just looking at his Instagram back when I followed him. I was just screaming, like, just dump this girl and find yourself a normal, nice lady. And you will, I promise you, all that polyamory bullshit, you, it'll go out of your head. And what happened with him now, by the way? Now he's married, right? He has, he has a single fucking committed relationship. So, uh, yeah, it's funny though, right? I mean, again, I'll respect him for at least changing this tune, right? And he's not doing these fucking $3,000 seminars to, you know, to learn how to fuck other people and like at the same time have a relationship. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up to you because I think, you know, it took massive balls from you, brother, for, you know, just being open about it and talking about it openly. I think it's great. Appreciate that. Yeah. Before I stopped watching TV years ago, I, I, uh, Rock of Love and Flavor of Love were my my shows. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Flav. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> oh man, Flavor. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, but they don't even but, do that anymore because see, if those shows came out today, they would get canceled, bro. Because yeah. it would be misogynistic, racist, homophobic. It would be all labeled all that sort of stuff. Even though it was just pure fun back in the day, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For me, the whole—I um, don't know how deep we want to go on this, but like the whole the, the sex and religion thing is big, and that's the thing that people judge others on. And I've even, as you just mentioned, do whatever you want to do. You know, I know Christians that wish that gays would burn in hell for eternity. It's like, and I was one of those for a while. Now I'm just like, whoa, like that's, mm. I mean, you're like hating another, like that's not healthy for you to like hate somebody. Yeah. I don't know. I'd agree it's with just, that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I discovered uh, this organization called Recovering from Religion. And I started listening to Dr. Dale Ray. This was like late last year. And I kind of, my back went out. I had a really weird injury that wasn't physically caused. and it was like uh, the most pain I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Never oh. experienced it. It's like nine days. I couldn't even lay on my back to go to sleep. I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. Tried everything. Um, and then that healed overnight just from from a 10 out of 10 to a zero, uh, just a one point. And it was just – and I think it was a spiritual thing I was going through. Wow. And then like a month or two later, the same thing happened to my neck for like three days and then that was completely <laughs> it's like so weird yeah it and, happens uh, man I, I'm, I believe in that stuff i think it's it's true yeah. i think it's real <clears throat> yeah. i think there's a variety of stuff that happens but i, I do think that you know people often have I, I had an experience with a client like that um uh that i was training um that moved 
It's a great, great client. Still a great friend to this day. Um, yeah, he had like a situation with a girl um, that basically was blackmailing him. Let's just put it at that. And uh, his shoulder just kept hurting for months and months. It was almost maybe six months, half a year. And then finally, when it was all over, when when she went out of his life, you know, he took care of that situation. It, same thing. It was almost overnight. He just kind of came back to me. He's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, but sometimes people don't notice those things and, you know, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It really opens you up to um, that there's more that because there's just all these, you know, health accounts that are just like diet, food, carnivore, steaks. It's like, <laughs> that's all there is to health. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you treating other people? Like, I mean, it's fun thing. It's, it's one thing to joke, but just how are you like treating other people? And like, are, are you a good person? Just all that basic stuff. And yeah. are you and like even yourself? Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For Dr. Daryl Ray, just the talking about the sexual guilt cycle was really cool because I've just seen both extremes there where it's just like, you're an animal, just go crazy. And then no premarital sex. It's like, where's the balance? Like, cause obviously we're like a spiritual being and an animal, right? We're not mm-hmm. just one or the other. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no man. So. Dinosaurs didn't exist. Don't you know anything? Earth is flat. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I. I mean, I, I. I think monogamy is ideal. I think you know. I'm. I don't know any woman that doesn't want that. Um, I think um, a lot of men aren't sure. Maybe they just haven't gotten that out of their system yet, or whatever. You know, yeah. dating around, but. I think eventually when you get to a certain maturity, you realize like, oh, that's, that's probably, I mean, that's the ideal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can talk about person. it on and on, but I mean, dude, it's just too much fucking work. Right? <laughs> right. That's like step number one. It's just way too much work. I mean, <laughs> as a guy, I mean, especially it's just like, oh my God, <laughs> I mean, come on. So you're dealing with a lot of people's problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, get out of here. <laughs> You're like um, a trekload of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need like buckets every day, right? Just to keep it cool. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. So yeah, spirituality, I just tend to go by experience and um, I, uh, I just try to stay humble about it and just be real with what I'm going through all the time. I think people appreciate that and just, you know, I've, I've gone through my phases of studying, you know, the pyramids and, the Mayans, I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah. Going down rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think there's some truth in, you know, there's some truth in the Bible. There's some truth in, you know, the the pyramid stuff and just in everything. And um yeah, I, I just I think people get kind of lost in one thing. And so for me, I just try to go by like what I've experienced and kind of just connect the dots and and have my own thing yeah. that I live by. Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Because I mean, like, even your day to day is not. Even if you have a routine, I mean, day to day is so different every day. It's kind of weird to me that people get so absorbed with one thing. But you know, I I think it's okay to get absorbed. Just probably you know get absorbed and then get absorbed with something else and just kind of keep moving. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, like my priority is like, um, good relationships, um you know, family, friends, romantic, um, and then, uh, a clean source, an abundant source of clean air, food, water. And then like next month I'm making a big leap to go fully off grid. So abundant 
power, oh. um, which has been a gold mine for like a decade. Very cool. And, uh, How are you doing that? Yeah, you like do solar panel, panels and all that sort of stuff like that? Yeah, solar and propane. And then I might delve into wind at some point because it's kind of uh, a little bit higher elevation. Mm. But uh, yeah, seeing the thing go down in Texas, you know, where they just, <laughs> yeah, 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 that was where they lost freaky. power. Right. <laughs> well, it just shows you how reliant we are. I mean, whether you like it or not, you know. I mean, yeah, it, take, take, it would take a, it takes a lot of work to completely be off the grid like that. So, what's your goal? Is just to be? Are you, do you have a little garden out there where you grow stuff? And I mean, you have you your goats you you mentioned, chickens. Yeah. So this was kind of like hmm. this was like version one, like this homestead. <laughs> so hmm. I uh, built a shed and just four hens and a rooster. So it's a pretty small flock. I want to grow that out and increase that maybe triple quadruple yeah and i just have a buck and a doe but i want to grow that out grow the herd that's planning awesome. on getting like a second doe and then probably sheep at one point and then probably a donkey because there's grizzly you know to protect from grizzlies or anything else. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and you can ride the fucker huh <laughs> that's awesome yeah and then uh yeah the gardening i'm still figuring out uh, cause I can eat potatoes every day and the root veggies, you know, as I've learned from Pete, are like ideal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your carrots, you know, beets. Uh, and I know there's a lot more but potatoes. But you're not growing those yourself right now, or are you? I plan to, I'm not right now. I, oh. what I've been doing is just storing them in my root cellar. So I'll just buy potatoes in bulk and then put them down there. Mm -hmm. And I guess for long-term storage, you can put them in, uh, sand and they'll actually, they won't send out their you know yeah little, they'll, they'll hold for a while if it's cold because it's here in idaho so it's cold out there so yeah <laughs> yeah they'll hold for a long time well that's awesome yeah. man that's really awesome well update yeah. us i'm sure you will right when you when you start getting going on that <laughs> i will yeah i want to my neighbor's an expert hunter and so i want to get more into hunting deer and skinning them and having the, the whole meat locker and yeah uh, so you haven't done any of that yet right no, I've, I've helped him clean deer uh, a couple times. Um, yeah, but not yet. I. What's cool is I can just go outside my front door and shoot. So I don't need to go to a range. This is awesome up here. That's awesome. <laughs> we got the hillbilly driving. set up, right? You just sit in a chair. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, cool, yeah, man. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, you update us when that happens. Um yeah, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure and a treat. I really appreciate it, brother. Um, let people know how they can find your stuff, where you're most active on. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, Leo. Thanks so much. Uh, they can find me on uh, matt-blackburn.com. That's my main website. I have my blog posts up there. I think I average like one post a year. I have to start writing more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're much more active on social media, though. So we, we get to see your life up there. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, and then my, my brand's MitoLife, MitoLife.co. I have my products. And then uh, my podcast is MitoLife Radio. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I'm always working on new products. Right now, my focus is, as I mentioned, water. So a shower filter and a drinking water filter. But I'm building it from scratch, so it's just taking so long. But uh, a lot of moving probably, parts, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd say I can promise by the last quarter of this year for sure they'll be out. Oh, sweet! So. Awesome, brother. Well, okay, we'll be looking forward to that, and uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. It's a real treat, brother. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, thanks, brother. Morning.